For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Round the 717, second episode here. All right, we are back again. My name is Patrick Ryder, and I'm here with my co-host CJ. What Frederick, up, everybody? How you doing there, Frederick? We're doing well. I, I'm well. Physically, I, I am battling an, an illness. It is what it is, but we're ready to get started. Yeah, yeah, we're ready to go. So this is our second episode. A little cold outside there, CJ. A little bit. It's not helping with my cold and... You know, my my kids come Thursday, and I'm just trying to just trying to power through it. I got a couple games this week. I'm looking forward to. We're gonna get into, and got a lot to talk about. So, we're we're all right. We're we're fine. We're fine. All right, let's get into it. Um, so in this episode of the podcast, guys, we're gonna cover the York Adams uh, coaching football news. We're gonna talk to our colleague Logan Moyer. I'm real excited about that. He's like basically our LS Lampeter Strasburg beat writer. <laughs> And then we're going to end the podcast discussing a little women's basketball and the uh, high school basketball in the LL. I think it's important that we cover women's hoops as well. So first off, I do want to throw talk about some state news. So uh, the big thing in this in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, CJ, as you and I both know, we cover high school football. Is recruiting is a big deal. Uh, recruiting is, is is a huge deal. And then you know whether you should be moved or up move up or down your your division or, or your your state ranking it is a big deal so right. over the over the week uh, last week Aliquippa who's actually 1a if you go by enrollment but they played up to 4a and won it what based on success criteria and transfers they were supposed to move up to 5a they appealed and then they won their appeal what do you think of that I mean, I get both sides of it. I'm, I'm happy for them. I know they wanted to stay there. They're coming, you know, off a, a state title run and got a lot of players back. And, you know, the consensus I got from just talking with other writers in the league, I mean, it kind of went back and forth. But, you know, it's clear they wanted to stay there and they want to build a dynasty there. I mean, you can argue they already have a dynasty. But, you know, I'm happy for them. They, you know, they didn't give in to the PIAA's restrictions. and they're ready to rock and roll. No, you're right. I mean, I, 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 I agree. And so they were really, you know, I watched, um, I saw some clips and I, and I, and I read some interviews, like they were heated. <laughs> oh yeah. Their, their superintendent, their, their head coach was very upset. They thought that they belonged in 4A. So they made an impassioned appeal. They actually had a lawyer speak for them. So they were able to, to, to stay down to 4A and I get it. They don't want to be moved up. I think it's really hard in the state. Uh, there is such a discrepancy between the, the, the privates, you know, the big privates and the small private and in, in the public schools. And so there's a lot of go between. And it's like, honestly, CJ, like very rare, but like, I kind of see both sides. Yeah, I do. I do. Like I grew up in Ohio and it was the same way. All the, you know, all the big Catholic schools in Cincinnati and Cleveland, they're the ones winning state titles, you know, over the public schools a lot of times. 
So like, I get it, you know, there's an excellence there. There's a commitment, but there is recruiting. They might not say there's recruiting, but there is recruiting. But then like the flip side is I know in Harrisburg, there's been public schools in Susquehanna Susquehanna Township and all the different public schools. People have called out other public schools for, for trying to recruit. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I think the success criteria and then the transfer, like dinging people for transfers does make somewhat sense. And you should maybe get punished if you keep getting more and more transfers and they get moved up to play higher competition. Is there ever going to be a point? I know not there's certain states like I know Maryland has a public and a private league is is you might know this better than I do. Is there going to be a point where Pennsylvania goes to a format like that, a public and a private league, or is that not even on the table right now? I have not heard that. I know there's been some talk of it. Um, there has been some talk of it. Yes, I'll give you that. But I have not heard about that. Um, I know Maryland does that. Uh, but no, I have not heard that. Now, I will say this. This is one of the things I'm, I'm trying. I should have looked it up ahead of time, but I'm looking right now. Is Did you see over the weekend there were like 30, there was 30 or 40 schools out in Western PA, the Whipple. And they are recommending them to not play, yeah. uh, uh, to not play. The, they the want to play in their school, own league, not right? to play any of the private schools. They want right. like so, like in Philly, in Philly they have the Catholic league, right? All right. the Catholic schools play each other. All the private schools play each other, and then the public league plays the public league. That's what they want out west. They said it's unfair the way way they, they play each other and the Catholic schools win, the private schools win. Uh, and then what happens is, is that they lose some of those kids because those kids, those teams are going better. So, so I know a bunch of athletic directors came together and requested that. So I don't know what's going to happen, but like, that's, that's another interesting twist that comes with it. Is it, is it, you know, uh, some people want that separate, separate, you know, scheduling. Here it is. A group of more than three dozen high school athletic directors from Western PA, 3A, 2A, and 1A public school plan to approach the Western PA Athletic Association to ask the league that they no longer schedule their sports teams for regular season games against the private Catholic schools and charter schools. So they don't, they want to create their own separate scheduling system. I don't blame them. I mean, I, I'm, I was wondering when I moved back a year ago of Pennsylvania, if this was a thought, like, um, because I, in the last 10 years, I would, witness both the difference in a public and a private league. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but I don't blame them for doing this. And, you know, heck it's, it's, it's the last day of January. You know, what, what more is this going to lead to? This is why football is King. There's just going to be more and more news until the start, start of next football season. And I'm here for all of it. I, I mean, I don't blame them. I see both sides, not on anybody's side with this. You know, I love, I love high school football and, you know, I love the drama that comes with it at any level for football. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it, it's not an easy situation for sure. Um, so it's interesting. I will say I was talking to a friend of mine who is connected to the Coatesville football program, and he was saying that they have an absolute loaded middle school program, and he, they're so afraid of four or five of them, like like good. They could tell seventh, eighth graders going to come up, and they're going to be really good. They're so afraid that St. Joe's Prep is already going to take them. So yeah. I know that public schools are worried about that. Um, they're worried about St. Joe's Prep and the other, you know, great Catholic schools taking their kids. I mean, St. Joe Prep is probably, you know, you know, there's a difference between like Lancaster Catholic in our area and St. Joe's Prep. 
You know, not every Catholic school is created the same, right? Right. You know, St. Joe's preps, you know, ha- you know, th- some of their best players are from New Jersey. You know, Kyle McCord, you know, there's you know, star quarterback lives in New Jersey, lived in New Jersey. I think the, the Trotter kid lives in New Jersey. I mean, Stone Saunders, the quarterback for McDevitt, who's already he's a freshman and had an incredible year and is already getting a lot of division one offers, is in Mannheim. So there's there's even that too. So there's a difference, there's a difference everywhere. There is. So I don't know what the what the answer is. I think I think that you know it does make sense with success criteria and transfers. So if you look at that, like Aliquip, I guess has got an absolutely loaded team coming back next year. So they should have a good chance again in 4A to you know win a state championship and be right there. So and they got a great program. They got a great history. You know, and the other thing is with Aliquippa, they they agreed they got a grant from um, the NFL for like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. This is kind of crazy. The NFL gives you a grant if you get people to, to match it, and they got donors to match it. You know, Alec Quipple's got a great history of high school football. Yes, they you know, do. People playing a lot NFL of, and stuff. Like Daryl Revis, I think the Mike Dicka from there or somebody. I don't, you know, I I know there's a lot of great players from there. But um, Revis but, is the most recent one, I believe. Yeah, but but they're gonna tear down their. They're basically gonna like tear down their whole stadium and rebuild it because I guess it's really falling off. So that's all. That's I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna add turf too. Yeah. Good, good. They good said it's them. not going to be done until uh, uh, the state playoffs if they get to play host the playoff game. That's you're talking about game. next season. Yeah, next season. But okay. I, I thought that was interesting. You know, maybe McCaskey can get a new stadium one of these days. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'll believe that when I see it. No, good for them. I'm I'm all for it. I mean, that's a good thing. I'm I'm, I'm glad the NFL is doing something good. They need to do something about your favorite officials, but at least they're doing that for all. <laughs> Okay, so the other one was Middletown uh, around here, a really great program. They won their appeal to stay at 3A. They were supposed to be four. They were moved up to three, 4A, and they didn't like it. So they appealed just like Aliquippa, and they're going to stay at 2A. They're going to stay at 3A. And you have okay. Wyo missing. What? And Wyo, don't forget about Wyo missing, too. Uh, what Did they win their appeal, too? Yes, they did. It was a 21. I have it up here now um, on the Reading Eagle. It was a voted 21 to four. They were granted their appeal to stay in three a for the next two seasons. There you go. Which is so, huge. And they're public too. Uh, correct. Why I'm missing. Yeah. yeah so that's missing. That's huge. And they've been so close for so many years and they haven't won a title. And I'm thinking about going on 10 years now and they've been close. So I yep. know they really won. And they got a lot of kids. They got the Williams kid coming back. Who's already getting, Looks for Miami and Oklahoma, big time tackle. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get offers from all across the country. So look for them to be a powerhouse. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. So the state, state as always, you know, I should say, some state high school news there, high school football news. So right. it never stops in high school football, for sure. All right. Um, before we get, we're gonna get our guest Logan Moyer coming on in a couple minutes. But let's let's jump in. Uh, we're gonna break down some of the York Adams Football League. So let's start off Dallas Town. So here's Dallas Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, head coach was Ron Miller. He stepped down after four years being head coach. Ron Miller, I know Ron Miller personally. Um, we coach, I coached against him when he was at West York. He had some great success there. He was the one that broke the glass ceiling uh, at, in, in York Adams. You know, they won a district championship, which was huge. Nobody in that area had won a district championship before. So, so, so Ron Miller went to went to Dallas Town. Um, he was out of coaching for a while, came back, and for four years he was 14 and 22. 
Most recently, they were six and four, but they're a very talented team. They got a lot. So, he, so he stepped down. Back. He said personal reasons, but he has a very talented team, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I saw them firsthand go toe to toe with York, who was, you know, the second best team in the league, and they hosted a district playoff game. They're they're going to be good as well next year. We'll get into that in a, in a second. But Dallas Town has Kenny Johnson, a kid, a receiver who is an exceptional talent. He's already getting offers from Temple, Penn State. I believe Miami just offered him. Um, he's going to be one of the top recruits in the nation coming back next year. They got a lot coming back. It's a it's you know we've talked about this off the record. It's one of the best jobs available in the state. You know I think a lot of people would agree with that. They have a beautiful new turf field out there. You know Dallas Town the you know, co- covering that game, I, I noticed like how passionate, like even like their administration was like when when Florida was carving them up for close to 300 rushing yards, they were they were heartbroken by it. You know, they so it, it was it was nice to see. You don't always see that with every administration. So they care about football there. And uh, we'll see how Coach Murphy does there. I know he you know, is really inexperienced, but to get that job, he must have he must have impressed a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Levi Murphy uh, got the job. He is uh, 25 years old, young guy. Young buck. Uh, played at Dover. Uh, uh, yeah, he played at Dover. Uh, played at East Stroudsburg, um, up there for four years. And then he's he's, he's light on experience. Uh, he's only coached two years. One year as a youth coach, and then last year as an old line coach. So not a lot of experience, but you know sometimes that can work really well in your favor. You can connect with the, the players at, at a at a lot uh, better level sometimes. So that that can play a role for sure, but. Yeah, so you know he's a social studies teacher there as well, so it's good to have the, those teachers in the. Good building. to have them in the building. You're right. Yeah, and and I, and I've seen that firsthand. I I when I when I was at York High and we were really good under Matt Ortega. We had I was a freshman and freshman uh, coach. I was in the building. We had we had our head coach in the building. We had our our, our D line coach in the building. We had our linebackers coach in the building. We had our O line coach in the building. We you know and like. You know, that's when we won. We won like I think nine and ten games back to back years. It can help when you get more people in the building. They understand. Oh, the it makes a huge difference. And yeah, so, so you know, so we'll see. You know, I, I wish him the best. It is a really good job. I think. I think it's probably one of the better ones in in the YAIA. You know, Adams League. Um, it's you know they got great facilities. Um, they've had great success. You know, uh, the previous head coach before Ron Miller did a really good job. He was there forever. I am completely blanking on his name. Um, Levi Murphy? No, no, the guy before Ron Miller. I knew him. He was a great guy. He was an alumni there. And and he did a a great job there. there definitely. Uh, and one thing I noticed with Dallas Town this year, covering their game with, with York, it was a disconnect between um, – I'm not here to bash Coach Miller. He, he was out sick that game. But be, between their, like their offense – and for example, York knew um, like they were they were getting the ball and they they have talent all over the field, but they knew Dallas Town had no answer for Florida. Really, nobody did up until um, later in the year when Central York and Wilson came to town. Um, but they were feeding him the rock. Whereas uh, the, offensively, Kenny Johnson seemed like every possession. I even wrote about it after I covered it, and they were like the administration was like, "Why is he coming out?" He would catch a long pass, and then they get inside the twenty, and they would take him out. There was definitely a weird disconnect, which, you know, he's one of the top receivers in the country. I didn't understand that. Why don't you just feed him the – I mean, get get your get the ball to your playmakers is what I was uh, understood. And that's what York was doing, obviously. And there was 
something going on there that they need to figure out because Kenny Johnson is a special talent and they got other pieces there too. So they, it's, it's a nice fit. I even talked with uh, Mike Heinzelman. Um, He's the guy I interviewed before the Central York game. He went in the Central York hall of fame. He, he said to me, CJ, it's the, you know, he's obviously being a homer here. It's the second best job in the County. And he's obviously Central York is first, you know, he's in the Central York hall of fame. So but it's there's a lot of talent they they put they're putting money into that program and it should be uh, interesting to see next year. Yeah, so yeah, I I totally blanked on his name, man. So this is my guy here. I want to say this. Um, I you know I was head coach of Kinderdale when he was at Dallas Town. Um, he did a really nice job before Ron Miller. You know, people don't realize that Kevin Myers he was there for 13 years, and he went uh, 83 and 60. And when he took them over, they weren't very good. They weren't, they, they were a really down program and he, it took him a couple of years, but he got them rolling. He got them in the playoffs. He got them playing really well. Um, and so like he did a great job for 13 years. He's an he's alumni from there. He's a, I think he's a shop teacher there. And he just, you know, 13 years, he just had enough of it with his kids and everything. So, so Ron Miller replaced him. So, uh, so, so he did a great job. Ron Miller did, you know, did a, a solid job last year. You know, they, they're good. And now, now then he went to other extreme. They got a young guy here coming in, Levi Murphy. So hopefully he does good. It is a really good job. I think it's a good job. I think it's one of the better jobs in the area for sure. The state, I don't know about the state, but I do think it's a good job in this area. They have about everything you need or want for a program. Um, and, you know, they're in, they're, 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 there's no reason why they can't have success. Now, you're also thinking like Central York had one of the best runs they've ever had with high school football. And now that class is out of there with Bo Perella. So I think that there should be some doors opening up for, for Dallas town to possibly compete with a section one title next year. Yeah. It's between them. York's going to be really good. Spring Grove should be solid, but central York. I mean, they're not losing Perella, they're losing Manigault, um, the good receiver, losing Carter Glassmeyer, <clears throat> the stud linebacker. Um, that was an amazing senior class. So YAIA is wide open in section one. Right. Uh, YAIA, don't forget that York Adams County. What did I say? No, I know you said it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, it, it was, uh, it's a funny story. Uh, I, uh, when I was at York High, we had a guy named Tim Hibbs, and he came from, he came from Millersville as head coach. Okay. It, it, not Millersville, excuse me. He came from Biglerville, and uh, when he was head coach, he he uh, we used to call it, we're going to win the county. And he goes, "There's two counties. There's York and Adams." Because we always forgot about Adams. So it is the YAI York yeah. Adams. Don't forget that. Right, right. All right, here we go. You ready? We'll come back with football. Here we go. We're bringing Logan Moyer in, our LS writer. All right, Logan, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Are you right. repping the 717 shirt? Yes, I am. That a boy. There you go. I was to turn my camera like this. Look at this dude. He's getting going to Susquehanna. He's covering everything. Oh, he's he's on. He's repping the shirt. Hey, hey, not Bowling, many, man. not many, not many high schools. Uh, not many local websites have their own uh, beat reporter for a school. So, LS should be feel really good about Logan uh, right right for Lampier Strasburg. Yeah, all the all parents, uh, coaches, they've been really supportive. And they've, they're, they've been letting me know they're giving me a lot of support. Now that they're reading, it's, it's a lot. 
Okay, so let, I'm going to start here. I got to. I'm going to start here. So you cover the football team, and you around these guys, and you around the basketball team. Do you see the carryover from like the coaches and players from one sport to another? Do they they build off that momentum of that great football team the last couple of years to now the basketball team? I think you've got a, you've got a few guys. You've got uh, Hunter Hillenbrand, Luke Hines, and Berkeley Wagner who played football and basketball. I don't think it's so much of a momentum carryover, but I think it's definitely a um, leadership carryover. You guys, Berkeley, quarterback of the football team. You see him out there on the court. He's running point guard a lot of the time. He, he's a leader, especially with Ty out recently. Um, he's been a big part of the, their success, and I think that that comes a lot from football. Good. I mean, like, but like I think sports sometimes there's a momentum. You know, like we, we had Robert Footman on in Columbia last week. You know, the football team carried the momentum of the basketball. Is there momentum, you think? Do you think, like, the school feels that spirit of how good the football team is? I mean, I, I think LS has been in quite a run the last couple of years in all sports. You guys are, are always doing so well in soccer. and I mean, like yeah. Every sport, it, it competes at a very high level right now. Yeah, I think that's more – there's a lot of school spirit. You see the student section that's always packed. doesn't matter what sport. Uh, I think we even had a few baseball games last year where we were up to the brim with the student section. And, I mean, we have a lot of three-sport athletes. We have a lot of two-sport athletes. Um, it's really a carryover. I mean, you see a softball team winning state titles. Uh, football team's always about there. Basketball's looking really good this year. Even the girls have um, really picked up recently, winning nine in their last 11. They're in first place now. Yeah, first place in <laughs> Section 3. Yeah, I mean, there's, okay. there's not a lot of losing going, around, going on around here. <laughs> Mike, that was gonna be my question because you're playing, you're you're healthy now. You're you're good to go for baseball this spring. Uh, yeah. Um, I have. There's some times where I'll cut wrong, you know, it'll hurt for a few minutes, but I'm fine. What happened? Uh, I was so um, every year my church has a uh, flag football game, and I was doing a kick return and. I jumped to try to juke this guy, and I just kind of went down on my ankle. Had a high ankle sprain, which is currently what Ty Burton's dealing with, and uh, one of the girls started Maggie Swore. She's dealing with it too. It's not been a good year for high high ankle sprains. Uh, they well, linger. So what what do you what is uh, in terms of Burton's? I talked to you know you about it briefly. I talked to Berkeley after their win on Saturday. They said he's close to returning. How I mean, how important is he for? The um, not just districts, but in terms of taking the league, how much do they need uh, ties present? I think uh, for the immediate future, there's no need to bring him back. The schedule is not too bad for the rest of the regular season, but you get into the league playoffs. Uh, first round, you're looking at probably Lebanon or, or E-Town. Hemfield in the semifinals, which is probably the best two teams in the league. So they need him back for them. You got a team with a lot of height. And if they start focusing in it, they're a solid team defensively just because of their height. So I think Ty, from what I've heard on the record, Ty's fine. They're just taking it easy with him. Yeah. But um, you never know how those things go. I mean, you get back and you can't cut. You don't, you just don't know. So his health is probably the biggest question mark with this team right now. But from all indications that I've had, he's fine. Do you uh, uh, do you think this LS basketball team could run take a long district title run? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be in Florida for most of the district playoffs, but I'll be following along. But um, you see, with the teams that they've played, 
we haven't played a lot of high-level teams that we're going to see in district tournament. Uh, looking at the power rankings right now, you see um, teams in like two, three, four, Shippensburg, West York, Palmyra, they all have way better schedules. Um, so is Columbia, just saying. Uh, there are a few classifications down. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying that, that's the one knock about LS is that yeah, they, what you just said they, they haven't. Whereas Columbia's, you know, they yeah you know, they they battled Executive Education uh, Academy on Saturday. They smacked up Trinity. They beat Susquehanna Township. So they've they've played all comers. If there's one knock about LS, it's, you know, they and it's not it's not to criticize the kids. You know, they didn't make the schedule, uh, but it you know it should be should be fun come league and district playoff time. And schedule-wise, I mean, usually we're playing two games against Manhattan Central. They're usually right around the top of the power rankings in 5A. Cacalco is usually also right there, and they haven't been there this year. Um, the one thing that you have to look at, though, is they've won almost every game by 20-plus points. Right. I mean, E-Town just the other day, that game was way closer than the scoreline looks, but still it was 20 well, I was there. I, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, it was, it was a sloppy first half, kind of like – you were texting me about what Berkeley told me after the game, you know, without Burton there, you know, the ball handling um, was a little, little sloppy. I mean, they were only up a point 20 to 19 at halftime. And usually they're most of their opponents, as you know, Logan, they're already blowing, blowing them out of the water. But by the time halftime comes, I believe they were beating Solanco 800 to nothing at halftime when you were covering that game. Uh, but you know, it was, it was sloppy. Oh, 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 hey, hey, what was his tweet? Oh, well, yeah, you murdered Solanco, Logan. What you was that tweet? Them. About the uh, three-pointers. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, more technical fouls in the game than they had three-pointers. You murdered the mules, Logan. You murdered them. I, 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 you should just say, just stick to the triple option, guys. You guys aren't very good at shooting threes. No, we're all just piling on the mules, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that tweet, Logan. I sent it to Brandon and Patrick, and you know, I just said, "Operator, I like to report a murder." You know, that's what it was. You know, you were you were cold blooded with that. I I loved it. I loved it. Especially when I'm ready for seven one seven. I tried to I try to remain as neutral as possible, but I see an opportunity. <laughs> like that. I can't not take it. Yeah, Logan, I thought at the Bishop McDevitt uh, District uh, Championship game at one point, you know, because you. I, I know you did a great job. Don't get me wrong, but I thought at one point you were going to have a confrontation with the Penn Live host there for a second. Because, you know, they were clearly homer, homering uh, Bishop McDevitt now because they worked for them basically in their radio crew. And I thought, I think I texted Brandon and Patrick at one point and you were going to take down the whole Penn Live crew. You know? <laughs> uh, Art Selby's a great guy. He's the Bishop McDevitt play by play guy. He's been at it for a long time. Yes, he has. But he does a great job with it. Uh, hey, that, that was a, that was a, that was a great game. I mean, I'm, I know LS is kicking yeah. themselves. Probably still, they had every opportunity to win that game. So, so Logan, let me ask you this too. Um, let me get off basketball for a minute. So, so you were around Nick uh, Del Grande. Did I say that right? I said, uh, so Nick Del Grande. Del Grande. You know, first off, you have any insight on why he went to Coastal? Second off, uh, what kind of future do you think he has in college football? I don't know Nick that well. Um, I haven't had a class with him since freshman year. But with I, what I know about Coastal Carolina, you've seen what they've done the last few years. They're a great yes. program. They're not a huge school. Nick's going to – I'm not sure he'll play freshman year, but he's going to get time there by his junior year. As long is as he, he going to play D-line or O-line? Uh, I believe he's playing O-line there. 
That's what his, yeah, I talked to his father like right after they enrolled. They were they were thinking offensive line. Um, yeah, yeah I bought fit. I bought Coastal Carolina's 101 plays that they ran for 20 bucks, <laughs> and I spent last winter and the fall breaking it down. I love their offense. It's such a exciting offense. So yeah, I was just curious. Kind of crazy. How often does Coastal Carolina come up to Lancaster, PA, and get a kid? You know what I mean? It's, it's got to be a crazy story. Maybe we should try to get him on the pod, CJ. It's not a bad idea. You know, I, I wanted to, you know, you know, I check in with his father pretty often because his father, as Logan knows, was great to the media. LS, you know, supports the local media really well in, their, in the community. Um, you could see it on the retweets, you know, you could, they're, they're very popular. Um, I, I will be happy to reach out to his father and get him once he gets settled in. I don't, don't want to bug him too much, you know, starting classes there on a bigger campus. But yeah, knowing that, that, family, that campus is beautiful. Fine. Yeah. And so, no one, so, Lo- yeah. so Logan, what are you going to do when you graduate high school? Where are you going to go to college? I'm going to Susquehanna. Okay. So sports media, I assume? Uh, no, actually. Um, I'm going just for journalism. Um, and I'm taking a minor in sports media. I just think with the job market, I want to keep my options open when I, once I get there. But uh, I definitely plan on being a big part of school newspaper there. And I, It'll be primarily sports. That's obviously the end goal, but. Guy's going to be working for CNN one of these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just remember where you got started. That shirt you got <laughs> yes, on now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Logan, uh, let's. Go ahead, CJ. Talking about, I mean, you know, we've talked about the football team, both the girls and boys basketball team. What's the expectation for LS baseball this year? I know they got you, they got Malatesta. You know, he's going to, where's he going to play at again? Washington College down in yeah, Maryland. Yeah, so what, what are the expectations for your baseball team this year? Well, every year at the beginning of the season is – I don't even think we say it, but it was assumed. Our goal every year baseline section title. Uh, effort is going to be really good this year. They had a really – they had a bit of an off year last year, but they've got a lot of young kids. Solanco is always right there or thereabouts. So I think that the section title is obviously our baseline, and then we go from there. Uh, we got Parado out there in center field. He's committed to Messiah. Also a three-sport athlete, golf and basketball. But, um, no, I'm optimistic. Got a really good pitching. That's what we had last year. We can put runs up. If we, we can put four or five runs on the board every game, we'll be fine. So where do you play? Uh, left bench. <laughs> <laughs> So you're gonna write. You're gonna write. You're gonna write and 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 go to the games. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll do game recaps for the school newspaper. Um, I'm not interviewing my own coach. That's just not happening. Um, Conflict of interest, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I try not to be a homer too much, but I think that'd just be getting a little bit too far on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I agree. Well, that's awesome. Our- man. All right, Logan. Well, thank you so much for having uh, for jumping on. We'll definitely try to have you on again, maybe in the spring, and you can talk about other spring sports going on. All right, anytime. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Logan, we love the coverage, man. You're doing a great job, buddy. Keep it up. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Nice t-shirt. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes, buddy. <laughs> All right, see you guys. All right, see man. You. Thank you. There's Logan Moyer. All right, our LS yeah. writer. What a great young guy people. stepping up. I mean, how cool is that? 
You know, I, I wrote for the school. Did you ever write for the school newspaper in high school, CJ? In college, not in high school, no. Yeah, I did in high school, uh, even though I played on the football team. You're playing left play bench in- like Logan was, so, you know, that's why you had time to write in high school. No, I didn't write during the high school team. <laughs> I, didn't write in the high school team. I did play high school football, and I did play. <laughs> uh, we were pretty good, actually. Um, but, but you know, I did write in high school, and uh, then I just uh, never did anything with it. So, anyways, that's why I'm here. No, Logan does a great job, though, and we're happy. Yeah, he does. Down. Yeah, he does a good job. He does a really nice job. I mean, a young guy like that, he, you know, he really understands things and does a great job. So, okay, so we went over Dallas Town. So we got Levi Murphy, young guy, got the Dallas Town job. So let's go over to Eastern York. Um, we're doing YAIA uh, high school football. So York County and Adams County. We got Eastern York. Jason Gamble. Campbell uh, was let go after going nine and 27 in the last four years as head coach. Um, and they've had, like I said, I like I mentioned this last week, or I've, I've talked to somebody about this. They've had six head coaches in 2010. Yeah. That's, that's, that's insane. I, I read that when you sent me that, I thought it was a misprint, but that that's insane. Six, six head coach. That's a lot. So, um, and they've I mean, only had talk, one. Go ahead. No, we talk, we talk about it. With McCaskey, since Feldman left, not not to dig it, dig it wounds, but since he left in what was that, 08 or 09, they've gone through four or five. I mean, that's that's an absurd number too. And but six since 2010. Stop the bleeding, bud. Come on, come on, bud. Yeah, and then they only had one winning season in, in since 2010. So you know, haven't had a lot of success. Now let, let's talk about the job. Now the job, I think, is. It's not as good as Dallas Town. I think it's a middle-of-the-road job. I don't think it's horrible, but I don't think it's the best. I think that section is very competable. If you look at that section, like Dover has been up and down. West York's been really down. When I was head coach at Kinderdale in 14 and 15, like West York was loaded, and now they're winning like one or two games. Struggling. They're, they're struggling. York Suburban's very cyclical. They go very up and down. Uh, Susquehanna, who we're going to talk about in a second, they're very up and down. Canterdale just won it, and and my buddy, Coach Groob, my old line coach, I was there. He's done a nice job, but like, yeah, he has. You know, like, 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 they could fall back to earth very easily. So I think Gettysburg's it, it, pretty good. Gettysburg, yeah, Gettysburg. But I think it's a winnable type section if you could like get some consistency. I think Coach Bud will give him that. Uh, he's a York County resident. We, you know, Bud Kyle got the job, so he's a York County resident. He's a little closer to home. He knows a lot of people in the area. So I think those local connections, him being there, you know, maybe he can stay there a little longer and really build a program there. You know, he did a nice job at Columbia, but and 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 he had some down years at Columbia. He, yeah, we you know, talked about. A, you know, we. I mean, go ahead. We talked about it last week. I mean, it took. I mean, he left Columbia, um, nineteen twenty nine. I mean, a good portion of those wins came. This this is not a knock. I think. I think it's a great hire for Eastern York. I think Coach Kyle is going to do a great job there. But a chunk of those wins came from this this Robert Footman and Javon Colazzo class. Um, now coming into Eastern York, I it, it sounds like they were by the end of the season starting eight to nine sophomores. So he's got some stuff to work with, you know. And he's from these very familiar with the area. Um, so it could be a nice fit, you know. You know, like you said Kennerdale is going to come back. I think Gettysburg is going to be the favorite. Shout out to Jaden Johnson. He always tags us in his tweets, by the way. He's a nice running back for them. Um, but it's good opportunity for Bud. And, you know, hopefully wins. That's insane. Six coaches since 2010. 
Yeah, it, it, you just can't kind of can't get in out of your way a little bit. So, all right, so here you go. Here's the standings last year. You had Kennerdale, who went six and zero in the division, ten and two overall. Gettysburg, who went five and one, seven four overall. New Oxford, four and two, six and five. Uh, York Suburban, three and three, three and six overall. Uh, Susquehannock, two and four, five and five overall. And Eastern York, one and five and two and nine overall. And then West York, 0 and 10. I'm telling you, TJ, when I was coaching at, at York High and then when I you know, was at Kennerdale, like West York was unreal. They were a juggernaut. We go to that game when I was at Kennerdale, we're like, oh my God, if we score a touchdown, we'll be happy. They were so good. They've fallen off. It's it's crazy how how cyclical high school sports can be. Yeah, it's, it. I mean, like we talked about last week, talent come in waves at certain classes. You know, we have so Columbia. You know, whoever gets that job, best of luck. Um, you know, because they're they're losing that whole senior class, which was a, a total squad of th- you know thirty players that hosted a district game. So it, it really depends on the class. But you know, Bud's got an opportunity there. Um, We'll see how he does. I'm, I'm anxious to watch the, the, the YAIAA next year. Yeah. Uh, so, so it, it will be interesting to see, you know, uh, Bud, Bud has obviously got to rebuild that program. It might take him a year or two, but I think he is the type of guy, you know, again, he lives in the area you know, he knows the area really well. And so I think it, it does make sense. All right. L- let me just hit, Section one, real quick, because we were just talking about Dallas Town. So you go to section one last year. Central York was five and zero, oh, ten and one overall. Spring Grove four eleven and one. Eleven and one. Okay, this isn't updated. Sorry, eleven and one. Spring Grove was four and one, ten and two overall. William Penn four and one, seven three and one. overall. So if you look like Dallas Town was three and three. So if you look at it, William Penn should be good again. York High should be good. Spring Grove, I don't know how much they got coming back. Central York should fall back a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if red line's a little better. So, you know, so like, but I think Dallas town should be right in the mix for next year. Yeah. My favorites right now are Dallas town, William Penn, just based on last year and all the town, both teams have coming back. I, I would expect central York, not just to roll over. They got Yonchi's doing a great job there. Um, they're still going to be competitive, but they're not going to have um, this, you know, these back-to-back undefeated section play seasons. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So uh, real, real quick, I forgot to ask Logan. I wanted to give him some pub, too. What he was covering. I meant to ask him this when he was on. He's covering uh, LS versus Effort tomorrow in the boys game. Um, expect that. I, I wouldn't expect Burton to play tomorrow. And he's covering the girls game against Cocalico on Friday. So he's branching out, going to cover their girls who are find themselves in, sec- in first in Section 3 as well, too. Okay. Yeah, girls. Well, we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Talk about the girls. Let's get to Just it. A minute. All right. Um, so, yeah, so Eastern York, I, you know, I think we're both consensus, right? Bud's going to get, you know, he's the right guy. It's just going to take him a little time. Definitely. So, definitely. All right. Susquehannock. So, Susquehannock was Steve Weil stepped down. Guy I know a little bit. Um, he stepped down. Uh, he was 29 and 37. He stepped down after seven years. Solid job there. Susquehannock, I think, would be similar to maybe Eastern York, um, but maybe a step down a little bit. You know, you know, they've had, you know, they're a very up and down type program. Right. Steve Wiles had a lot of success. He's been a head coach at Delone Catholic in Hanover, so he's kind of been around. But yeah, he he retired. He's actually going to get out of coaching. He said at least being head coach. 
So, you know, they're looking for a head job. Again, I think that they're a middle of the road type of a school. Right. You know, uh, you get a guy in there, maybe he could have some success. Last year, they were two and three in league play, five and five overall. So middle of the road, not bad. They didn't go in six like West York, uh, but they, but they didn't really, they didn't win the league either. So type of program that they're big time rivalries with Kinderdale. Uh, they're separated by like 10, 15, uh, 10, 15 minutes. So, so that's a big rivalry down there. So this type of program that like has had some success. It's been a while. You when the last time they had success was? When? They had a Penn State player. Chaz Powell. Chaz Powell. When Chaz Powell was there, they were really good. Yeah, no, he was a good player. He played against my – when my brother was there, my middle brother, um, and he talked about him, and he was – you know, he had, he had a nice run at Penn State and actually went back there. Um, he, he had a few few runs in a couple of different practice squads. We went back and finished his degree at Penn State, too. He was a nice player, and – um, they're another school, you know, it depends on the class. I don't know them as well as like just reading up on Eastern York um, that I, I don't know if they have a lot coming back or what their, your incoming class is like. Um, but if they have a nice class coming in, that, that section is there for the taking. Yeah. And like I said, that, that section should be wide open. I think Kennedy will probably fall back to earth a little bit. Um, you know, shout out coach Groove, my guy. But I, I think that the, you could see them falling back to earth a little bit. And, and you know, I think you're right. Gettysburg's probably the favorite, you know, for sure. So, um, you know, but like like a Susquehannock or Eastern York or, you know, a Dover or somebody like that could sneak in there. So it's not out of it. So, all right. So, like, we'll see who they hire. Maybe they hire, we'll definitely talk about. I don't think there was any other openings. Did you see any other openings? Why no, no. I, I sent Hamburg, but that's a different league. Uh, um, everything else, like doubts. No, you got it all covered, I believe. Yeah, Hanover is the other one, but I don't think they had an opening. So, um, but the, the again, the, fa- the the teams who won YAIA, uh, Section One was Central York, Kennerdale won Section Two, Section Three was York Catholic, who had an outstanding year. Yeah, they're, so, they're generally the top at Section yeah. Three. Yeah, Dillon Catholic was second. Section Two, uh, Gettysburg went five and one, so they were second place. And then in section one, it was between William Penn and Spring Grove, who both went four and one. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, section one, man, New Oxford and Northeastern, they had a tough go of it. They both went over at the bottom, man. Yeah. You know, in league play, at least, you know, so that's that stuff. It'll be a fun season for the YAIA. A lot of talent there on all three sections. Yeah. I mean, you got. You got to think like if you go like college prospects, you got Florida from from William Penn. You know he's going to West Virginia. You got the you know Dallas Town kid, Ray Johnson. He's getting a lot of Division One looks. Stoner, a lot of Division One looks. You got Stoner at William Penn looks. Um, so back and Prabula is obviously already enrolled at Penn State. Man, I believe Manigold just signed with either East Stroud, the good receiver. He signed with either East Stroud or Kutztown. And, and Carter Glassmer, the stud linebacker, he was in a lot of Division One AA FCF looks. A lot of talent, at least. I can't wait to cover it. Yeah, a lot of talent coming back. Okay, um, let's get into it. You ready to get into a little, little girls basketball? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go section by section, and then um, I'll go through the standings, and you give me any thoughts, anything you heard or <laughs> seen or read about. Okay, so section one in the Lakes or Lebanon League, you got Hempfield was 10 and 1, Penn Manor. The Comets. Yeah. 
10 and one in league play. They've, they've had a nice run of it recently. I mean, it looks like Hempfield just going back is one of the top teams, obviously in the league, but also in the districts, Uh, but they are, Penn Manor knocked them up the last time they played. They got a girl, Lily Segura, who is one who averages about 19 points a game. She's an outstanding ball player. I mean, Hempfield overall is 13 and three. So they're number three in the district. Uh, but Penn Manor is, you know, right behind them. I think Hempfield will win section one more than likely coming up this week, but look out for leagues in Penn Manor. But just going over all of section one, I mean, you know, Hempfield is number three in 6A. Penn Manor is ninth in 6A, but even further, uh, Mannheim Township, who is 7-3 and 11-6 overall, is number 10. And Cedarcrest, who is 10-9 and nine overall, is number 12. So they could potentially, in Section 1, have four teams in districts. So that's pretty cool. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a deep, it's a deep, deep uh, section. It's a deep you league, know. honestly. Like, just going, going through all of it today – you know, looking at the district rankings, um, section section two, we got Ephrata. They're the number fourteen, and I mean they're not they're top. They're the top 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 dog in section two. They're fourteenth in six A, so that would leave them on the outside looking in in terms of districts. But they're obviously, you know, they almost have section two wrapped up. They have a good chance to wrap it up this week. Um, Lebanon is you know you know it's crazy. Lebanon is second in section two. They're number 13 overall in 6A, so they're actually ahead of Ephrata's girls. Um, but, you know, the overall record's better than Ephrata. That's why their ranking in districts is better. Uh, but they, there's, there's an outside chance there could be six teams from the LL League in the 6A girls' district playoffs. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And going more in the section section two, Elizabethtown, they're having – you know, it's, it's funny with Elizabethtown, both their – boys and girls probably won't make the league playoffs, but they're both in good positions for the district playoffs. They're currently the number uh, 16th seed in 5A. So they're right with 5A, it's 16 teams go. So if they have a solid week, they could be looking at a good shot at districts. Yeah. So yeah. So section two is Africa is winning at seven and four, nine and eight overall. Lebanon's five and five, 11, seven overall. And then E-Town's four and seven in league play eight and nine. So it's just kind of that's kind of interesting what you said. Yeah. It you know, it's I mean it's a deep league. Every every section has two, three, possibly four teams going in the districts are all just all locked up. And again, like we talked about last week with the league playoffs, the top two teams go, and we still got a week and some change of games left. So, you know, a lot is to be determined. Yeah, a lot to be determined. All right, so section three. So you got LS, Olympia Strasburg, you know, Logan t- touched on them a little bit. They're eight and two, uh, 10 and six overall. So they're winning it. Manheim Central, seven and two, 12 and four overall. Garden Spot, five and four, 99 overall. So uh, those are the, the people. And then Cocalico, four and five, six and 11 overall. So LS is again up there dominating a section. You know, that's, yeah. that's something we're used to seeing, right? Yeah. I mean, it really, if you go across the board, the majority of sports, LS is. I mean, they get a, a great participation. They get a lot of community support. They, they're, you know, there's a reason that they, you know, they do well in almost every sport. And their girls are having a nice run of it. Man, I'm Central is actually, you know, a game behind them in the section play. They're ahead of them in the district standings with that better overall record. The, the number four team in five A, 
whereas LS is the number nine team, ninth, actually ranked ninth in 5A. So they'll both be in good, good standing for uh, districts. Should be interesting to see that Section 3 battle because Manheim Central is a really good squad. They're, they knocked off Penn Manor about two weeks ago in girls' play. They, you know, I say LS or Central. I think you said that. Central. I meant, yeah, Central, Central was a – the Section 3 is going to be fun between them and LS – um, they're both fairly evenly matched, uh, but Central is you know was the favorite coming into Section Three, and should be f- interesting to see how this week plays out for both of them. Okay, yep. Okay, let's go Section Four. Lancaster Catholic. <laughs> yeah, the Crusaders. Have, we, have you heard that before? Basketball them dominating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they're having a nice run. I mean, their girl squad, their guy squad should get in the districts that last thing should. Check they're a little down this year. Yeah, they're a little down this year. They were we were checking earlier. Columbia, they're playing Columbia tonight, and Columbia was up 20 at halftime. I'll check that score in a second. But their girls team is having a great run. They all I believe they have already clinched section four. I can check with our fearless producer, you know, who's uh got us on mute now. But we could uh they're 15 and three overall. They're fit the ranked fifth and four A for, for the district playoffs. Um and what's a cool story I thought was Elko is second and four and four, you know, eight and 10 overall. So they're probably not going to go in the, the districts, but both Elko's guys and their girls team are going to be in the league playoffs more than likely. So that's a really cool story for them. Um, their guys team hasn't won section four and the last count was, you know, 20 plus years. They're, they're in good shape. You know, we, they got a, a good big man who, John Walk wrote a nice article about in the paper, but Luke Williams is a two-sport athlete. He did an interview with me this week. He's a, Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, he's a nice player for them. But Elko's girls are having a nice little season, too, and they're in good shape for the league playoffs. And Northern Lebanon is third, um, you know, at two and six. So if Elko takes care of business this week, they should be looking at a league playoff berth for the girls. Yeah, but Langston Catholic is 9-0 in the league, 15-3 and overall. So where are they at in the district standing? They are fifth. Okay. Fifth in the in the four A, um, so they're, you know, they got a they got a good shot at both leagues and districts, and it's been a nice season for the Lady Crusaders. Okay, section five. That's I don't know. The, I, I think they're pretty. Good. They were pretty good in football. Were they pretty good in in boys basketball too? I think it's quite the senior class. Quite the senior class. Columbia seven and zero in league. Eighteen and zero, man. Eighteen and zero. They are the only uh, remaining team in in the league that is undefeated for the girls. LS for the boys is the only undefeated team. Now Columbia's boys lost to Executive Education Academy over the weekend in a close game. But gotta Columbia's get, gotta girls. Footman, I got to get footman a hard time, man. You can't be losing games. I know. They, they battled. I I was torn between that. I was going to – I told Brandon I was going to go to both that and the LS E-Town game. Um, Cause I hadn't seen LS play yet. And I thought LS E-Town was at seven 30. And then I, I don't know what, I, what, if it was a last minute weather thing, but they, I woke up Saturday morning and I saw they were moved up to one 30. So I, you know, I decided to cover LS E-Town I hadn't seen LS play yet this year, but I'm, I'm regretting that. Now I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the game, but Columbia battled with a school, a charter school in executive education that has, Three Division One athletes, apparently. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Didn't they even hang in there and have a chance? They did. They they battled. They they were down like four or five points at halftime, and they lost 69-61. So they're 
Columbia's for real, man. I mean, we everyone's giving Logan a hard time about you know how, how they've they've played up their competition. They'll play at all comers, uh, but they're they're for real coming to league playoffs. But not just boys. We're talking about girls here. Their girls have run away of the section. They're 18-0 overall. They're number one seed in the 2A district, three playoffs currently. And wow. So there's a, a high probability that both Columbia's guys and the girls could win districts, which would be incredible. It'd be incredible. Okay, so like we got to get a little love. Sometimes Peckway Valley, we talked about their football program, but look at their basketball program for girls, 6-2 and two overall, 10 in the league, 10-9 and nine winning record. And, and they're, you know, great shape for the league playoffs. And they're third in 3A. So they're going to have a nice run at the 3A girls district three playoffs too. So they're number three seed there. So, yeah, it's been a great one for Peckway Valley's uh, uh, Braves girls squad. You know, they're in great position to maybe make a league run, but definitely a district run. And the Lancaster Country Day, four and four in league play, 13 and four overall. So they, and, they obviously they, did really well and they're in non-league all, yeah. and struggled a little bit in, in, in league. Yeah, I mean, Lancaster Country Day, they're actually the, the three seed in 2A. So they're two behind Columbia. Wow. Um, they might be Columbia's biggest competition in terms of the district playoffs. Wow, awesome. Yeah, so there's some girls basketball. So we'll, we'll try to update you every once in a while on, on girls basketball. We, we want to make sure we're not just boy-centric here, right, CJ? Absolutely, absolutely. You're right, man. I mean, that, Logan's covering a game this week. I'm going to get it to a couple games next week, switch it up for the league playoffs. A lot of good, a lot of talent this, in the girls' league this year. Very hey, I'm a girl. I, hey, I'm a girl dad, so I, I got a, I got a little girl. So, like, you want to make sure we you bring her out to a game. I mean, I wouldn't take her to McCaskey, your your McCaskey game. They're two and sixteen <laughs> overall, but you should bring her out to a game, especially come leagues. I should. believe it's you know, usually be- uh, it's usually a little uh, past her bedtime. We went to see the the Hershey Bears. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it was fun. It was late night though. And you know, she usually get in bed by eight and uh, it was up like she didn't go to bed at 10. So anyways, shout out to my little baby girl, Elizabeth, little Bethy boo. Anyways, I don't know if wants to hear that, but yeah. Um, so CJ, let me, let me touch base with you. Where are you going this week? What are you covering? Um, so I got, I'm going to go to Warwick. Warwick travels the Conestoga Valley tomorrow. That's a big, big time game. Um, Warwick is, you know, we'll go into this game as a favorite, but CV is starting to get healthy again. They knocked off Lebanon over the weekend in triple overtime. Wow. Cam- Cameron Swinton, Aaron's son, had, I believe, 31 points in that game. Um, big thing here is Warwick has a shot, if they win, to win the Section 2 title for the wow. first, first time. And I, I don't even have the math. I believe it's, I believe it's like t- at least five to six years to, to win the Section title. And I saw Warwick last week against E-Town. Um, and they're they're legit. They're I mean, they're they, they have a good shot of the leagues, good shot of the district. I would say between them, LS, Columbia, and Hempfield, maybe Lebanon, or you know, in terms of the favorites for the league title. Okay. And then, and then Wednesday, sorry, I didn't finish it quick. Wednesday, I'm gonna be uh, man, I'm township at Hempfield. Um, Hempfield is starting to wake up a little bit. The sleeping giant, as they said, I was out there Friday night. They they handled their business against the young Cedar Crest squad. That was really never a contest. I'm going to be at that game. Hempfield wins. They, they already have a share of the Section 1 title, but if they win Wednesday night, which I think they will, they'll clinch the Section 1 title outright. And they are they got a big week ahead of them. They're number three in 6A for the districts, and they play the number two seed on Saturday, um, Chambersburg. So I might take my son out to that game too. I think it would be a lot of fun. I don't know about that yet. 
depends when they get here. They're supposed to get here Thursday evening. But as of now, Tuesday night, I'll be at C- I'll be at Conestoga Valley, home of the Buckskins. You know, when they welcome Warwick. And then Wednesday night, I'll be black, back in black and black night country with Hempfield uh, brings in Manheim Township. All right. He's got you covered, guys. Yeah, we got it all. Logan's got, got us covered. We got interviews coming up. Uh, we're, uh, Bud Kyle, Coach Kyle, I'm looking forward to that interview. And Nathan Henderson, I'm working on an interview with him. So we got a lot of stuff going on. So check us out. Yeah. Uh, you know, my man CJ's killing it. I'm just at home watching football and gambling. Gambling. You're gambling. Gambling away. I had a good – I had a uh, – I took five bucks and I had uh, I hit I made eighty bucks on one bet. It was a uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown, uh, Cooper Cup touchdown, Kettle touchdown, and it was one more I forget and I hit it. So I you can buy a steak then next time. And, yeah, and yeah. The so bro, the yeah, you can buy you can buy the seven one seven crew dinner next time with all your bets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. It's it's been a lot of fun. But yeah. All right. So guys, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's a it's a good time. You, you keep checking our stuff out at seven one seven sports. You know, keep checking it out. This podcast will be out. Uh, could be on uh, Langster TV as well. So just keep following us. We're gonna come back next week. We'll have come back another show. We'll check in with CJ about all the great basketball he's covering, and and we'll we'll have another guest on as well. So thank you so much. Keep following us. Keep checking Please us do. out. Uh, 7771sportsmedia.com. You want to check us out. We got all, all kinds of great content, constantly podcasts and articles and all kinds of great stuff. Anything else you want to plug? Yeah, we have a new um, intern, Ashlyn. She, I'm not sure if she's on the call. No. Or not. She has a great interview. I read it today with uh, the baseball coach at Millersville. So we're we're not just – I mean, we love football and basketball, but we love all sports here, and we want to cover it all. So – Kids, if you're, if you're listening, if you get offers, tag us. We'll be happy to retweet it, you know, plug you. you know, we, we'd love it. And keep up the great work, everybody. Yeah, and you can follow me at footballcoach79. You can follow CJ at? Carl J. Fred. Carl J. Fred. The Carl J. Fred. The <laughs> well, we're loving it, man. We're, you gotta get your dad um, on the podcast. No, never. <laughs> okay. A, a, okay, and then follow us on Twitter at, at 717 underscore sports. So on Twitter. Give all right, guys. Follow. We you. love you all. Thank you so much. Thanks, CJ. It was great. We'll come back next week. See you next week, everybody.